The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. A few weeks ago, a friend of Medjugorje put out a call to confront this black mass that was scheduled to take place in Oklahoma City on August the 15th. And many people have responded in prayer to that. And the Bishop of Oklahoma City had put together a small prayer gathering. And before this event had taken place, many people had written letters to the Bishop and support letting him know that they were going to support him and confronting this. And a friend of Medjugorje mentioned that the community of Caritas would even go up there and people would go up there to support the bishop in confronting this. And Joan's going to explain more of what's actually going to happen there. Bishop Coakley had written in his statement, and this is a quote, After reflecting on what has become a predictable pattern of behavior, I have chosen to ignore, as far as possible, this attention-grabbing activity. If we overreact to his every pronouncement, we make him the puppet master by allowing him to anticipate and thereby dictate our responses. And so he took the decision to not go directly to the place where the black mass is going to take place, but instead 
organized what he calls a prayer walk, which is starts at 6 p.m. and will lead to a prayer service at 6.30. So a friend of Medjugorje's desire was, was direct confrontation in some way. That's more for the people of God to stir up the people of God, to bring people together that are ready to confront the evils that are happening on a daily basis in our nation. This was not exactly what he was hoping for. For this reason, a friend of Medjugorje, the community caritas are not going to attend this event. It's not to say that this is not going to produce good for heaven, the prayers that are going to be said, the unity between the different faiths. And also he has asked all of his priests to be doing holy hours during that time to combat the evil. For a friend of Medjugorje, his call is confrontation to bring together the people of God to confront the evils, as I said. And so this is something that uh, he doesn't feel called to, to participate in, although our prayers are in union with what's going on in, in Oklahoma. But his desire is, and what it, he feels Our Lady is leading him towards, is to organize something separate, something public, that he's in prayer about right now, not here at Caritas, some, some other location, to bring the people of God together in prayer and hope being that God will enter into this to bring a spirit of confrontation into his people. We have, for 30 years, been following Our Lady, form, make prayer groups, change your life, convert. We've been doing this for a long time. Some point in line, you have to be praying as Israelites did, and they left Egypt after 400 years of slavery, are crying out to God. And of course, they escaped through the Red Sea parting with God's actions. But all those actions was all they're crying out. He decided that to happen. We're in a time of confrontation. We call it running into the ambush. We're a dime short and a day late. We've got so much that we are behind in evil where it is and we're not just going to stop it. Yes, prayer is important, but that's what the Medjugorje world has been doing for 35 years. We've been in prayer, and we're in the racing gate, and we're ready to do something. We're ready to act. We're just going to go into the church and recede from the streets where men are getting married to each other, and let's just go to the holy hour and pray. At some point, there's got to be action. That's what October 7th is all about. When the Turkish fleet was going to defeat all of Europe, they went out and prayed. At the same time, they had people out there battling. It's prayer and battle. It's time we stand up, even in civil disobedience. And that would demand respect from us because that's what the Muslims do. They stand up. And I'm not talking about ISIS. I'm just talking about the general people. You, they. People are scared to offend them because they believe stronger in what they believe than what we do as Christians. You can run all over us. You can smear Jesus Christ. You can do whatever you want to. And we just say, well, we're going to go pray. Jesus was not a sissy. He was a confronter. We need more than what's been told. That's why we're not going to Oklahoma. I'm not saying we're not going because it's a waste of time. No, you be, you be praying. You do what you're going to do. 
I know the bishop said that they're going to do holy hours at the parishes. Fine and dandy. But that should have been done 10 years ago. You're, you're too late. We didn't have to ride at this point. And I've been calling out for that, that we didn't have to go to the guillotines. We don't have to go to the Coliseum. But we're going because we're waiting too long to do what we need to do. While we still have the power to do so, we need to stand up. And that's part of the read today. Our Lady directs us into the battle. She said in her recent message against egoism, judgment, and human weaknesses. And the friend of Medjugorje popularized the military term run into the ambush in his best-selling book, They Fire the First Shot, 2012. But human nature does the opposite of running into the ambush. It seeks self-preservation with as little pain as possible. But in order to defeat the enemy, whether we are speaking in terms of a physical war or an interior war waged within ourselves, as Our Lady mentions in the August 2nd message, it takes direct confrontation, first of all, in ourselves. And a friend of Medjugorje wrote this in a writing entitled The Economy in June of 2002. He wrote, a Christian who is seeking perfection will consider it a great benefit to the soul to suffer. With the correct attitude, reflecting Our Lady's message, sorrow and suffering will be more attractive to the Christian than pleasure to a pagan. We must realize that all suffering will pass. However, for those who embrace their suffering, using it for purification or for souls of others, it will never pass. Its mark will be forever lasting throughout eternity. This calculates also out into sacrifices. The suffering resulting from your self-denial tames the flesh, which seeks always comfort and ease. Sacrificial suffering elevates one's soul over the body. It is good for the soul not to give the body its wants. As St. Paul states, I treat the body hard and make it obey me. Today, Society, more than any time in world history, has spoiled the body. The flesh rules rather than being ruled, and the more we give it, the more it demands. Suffering is our diamond, our jewel from God that breaks our attachments from things, our wealth, our conveniences. Nothing can console suffering except God's grace And when suffering can't be taken away, nothing comforts it more than when embraced. You know it has purpose. For the one who uses it as payment through properly offering it turns it into something of great value. The world's commerce and economic system is filled with greed, fueled by inordinate desires for wealth and power, and jealousies. God's commerce an economic system is an economy where a suffering soul can purchase graces for another's salvation, pay his bounty to free him from slavery, properly embrace suffering and dangers the world's economy by exchanging it for economy of grace, thereby purchasing for your heart or others charity instead of greed, detachment instead of inordinate desires, contentment instead of wealth-mongering, humility instead of power, 
happiness for others' gain instead of jealousies. The wealth of suffering has such value that one individual can make a purchase for himself or another's soul, and through all the world's material wealth be put together, it could not equal in value the same purchase made by the one single soul. For God is not moved by the economy of the world, purchasing through dollars, but by the economy of grace, purchasing by suffering and sacrificing love. That is wealth. Our Lady said, March 2nd, 1982, If you suffer for a just cause, blessings will be still more abundant for you. And so we have where we respond, we got to pray, we just got to pray. Pray, 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 Our Lady said. And she's been saying that for 35 years. That's going to result in some physical action. Our Lady says, I don't want just your words, I want your works. And if all we're going to do is stay in the level of prayer without that prayer motivating us to say, we've had enough. You're not going to do this to us anymore. We've grown in holiness. We've repented. We've asked for healing of our nation. That We're fighting a paper tiger that does not have the numbers we have. It can easily be destroyed. There's certain wisdom in saying, okay, don't give people that wants publicity the stage for doing that. But how far do we go? How far do we degradate? First, it was divorce. And then we gave up marriage through divorce because the church was so weak in fighting that. Always with compassion, well, they looked at the issues instead of said, it's better or worse. I know many of you listen to this, maybe divorce. I blame the shepherds of the church on this. If we were stronger, the little lambs that got married would probably stay together. But our structure is very weak in that. Our preparation is very weak in it, still to this day. It's very inadequate and it's a great void. So through giving up rampant marriages to divorce, who takes it over? The devil. And he reverses it. He goes against nature. And now we're reading, and it doesn't stop there. Now we're looking now at court cases that validate incest and marriage incestuous marriage. Where is it going to stop? I won't even tell you the details. You go research it and make you want to vomit. And it's headed to court. And it's where the bottles were six or seven years ago. We're going to normalize that. You have a right to love whoever you want to. The stupid statements I just read in one of the writings about this article about it was America was built on that right. People don't even know what rights are in America anymore. We become such idiots, unread, fed false food, and by the demonic media, and we are affected by it. Even though you say, well, I got my growing up, I know the lion. The journalist, the media system slanders, it gossips, it talks about things. Almost everything they report on is contrary to biblical principle. Therefore, it's an open vessel for darkness to enter into it. But I can tell you, God's actions that's opposed by the media because it is ruled by Satan himself tells you what they're opposed is what's of God. Not that the individual's a saint or not that the movement is saintly, but it's on the right side. Anything so fiercely opposed to is where you should be standing with that because we can see and read 
like to a mirror, are you really looking at a car behind you in your mirror? Are you seeing directly that car? No, you're seeing a reflection. It's indirect. An indirect image, even though it's a real image. And so when you look at the media and what they're posting, you're looking in the mirror, what are they talking about? And going back to what they're talking about, the reflection of what the real story is about, why are they so in opposition to that? We have good versus evil. We know the media is evil. And what they so fiercely fight against should be telling you some discernment that they're trying to train you not to, or maybe I don't want to vote for anybody. I'm talking about elections. It's easy to understand what I'm saying. Why such resistance? Because God uses things and people in a way that's not of the world and things that can't be explained. There's a lot of unexplainable things happening right now. But you can read through what was right by who's opposing that and what that opposition represents. Do they represent righteous people or something evil? And so we have our lady coming to the world. And there's a parable in the Bible about the great feast Jesus taught the apostles and the listeners that I think has some value for us today. This comes from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus said, A man gave a great dinner to which he invited many. When the time for the dinner came, he dispatched his servant to say to those invited, Come, everything is now ready. But one by one, they all began to excuse themselves. The first said to him, I have purchased a field and I must go to examine it. I ask you, consider me excused. And another said, I have purchased five yoke of oxen and am on my way to evaluate them. I ask you, consider me excused. And another said, I have just married a woman and therefore I cannot come. The servant went and reported this to his master. Then the master of the house in a rage commanded his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in here the poor and the crippled, the blind and the lame. The servant reported, Sir, your orders have been carried out and still there is room. The master then ordered the servant, Go out to the highways and hedgerows and make people come in that my home may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited will taste my dinner. So we have... Our Lady the Servant. Maria says that a lady comes dressed in a gray dress because it's it's a sign of servitude. It's somebody who's come to clean up a mess. So the gospel says, he dispatched a servant to those invited to say to those invited, come, everything is now ready. That's what a lady, she was dispatched to the earth because the time was right. It couldn't be waited on any longer as far as the presence of a lady in the world. And because everything was ready at that moment, there was an invite. If the Pope goes somewhere and a diocese he's going to be in, do you not think who the first dignitaries are that's invited? Who are they? Are the shepherds? Are the dignitaries? So a lady comes to the world. The first to accept that are invited. But one by one, they all began to excuse themselves. The first said to him, I have purchased a field. I ask, consider me excused. I purchased this. I ask you, consider me excused. Another, I cannot come. The servants went to the reported this to the master. The master of the house said in rage and commanded his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys 
of the town and bring in here the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. That's who we are. We're the peasants. We're flooding the Medjugorje. We went there, and most of the others that should be invited first and accept it didn't. They're too busy doing their things. Does this speak to you? Does it speak to you about Our Lady, who she's called for? And the servant came back, sir, your orders have been carried out and still there's still room. Our lady's inviting more and more people to come to Medjugorje. She wants large numbers there. She says, I'm happy to see you in large numbers. Why? Because they're to go out to the highways and hedgerows and make people come in to the home of God, to the kingdom of God, and be filled. And they will taste my dinner. We are walking with our lady. She recently said on October 2nd, 2013. I will walk with you. I will be with you until the meeting of the Heavenly Father. My children, it is those who walk towards the Heavenly Father with love and faith who will be saved. Do not be afraid. I am with you. We have so much and so many things in front of us, so many different topics and subjects and, and, and issues coming up. Just reading before we came on the air, we've got a situation in Sweden where they have reported that they need to build a half a million new houses in the next five years to cope with the surging demand of migrants that they just opened the borders to. They're only over a nation of 9.5 million people. They can't handle this. So what are they doing? They're telling the people to open up their houses to the migrants who have winter homes and, and summer homes. They're taking these over. They want to commandeer them, pay them some kind of rent. You say, well, if I compare this gospel, that's what God said. No, it's not. This is the people that's coming in because the dignitaries have allowed this, that the people themselves, the poor, and they may be rich, but the poor in spirit, were just being run over, over and over and over. Last week, a Syrian academic-based report said that the migrants expect, quote, the migrants expect taxpayers in Europe to give them luxury, lifestyles. A professor, Balsam TB, said and warned that this dissatisfaction and not being given nice apartments and cars is the driver of violent assaults against women by Arab migrants in Europe, such as the case of the Cologne attacks. Amazing. Amazing how stupid we are and our leaders, how dumbed down they are that they don't even know what issues to take and what issues to react to. Prayer is a basis for everything. But you should have been praying and doing holy hours 20 years ago. Our Lady's been warning. She's called us to Medjugorje. We've been doing that. We have the answer. We know what to do. And so where are we with all these things? We're at the point where the events are going to dictate what we do. We're not in a position to be driving the cars and level out the playing field. We're going uphill. They're coming downhill. They peaked out in the power, and they're crushing us. And so we have a clear mandate now. Go research right now the Clintons. Three people murdered or died mysteriously, since just the Democratic Convention. One of them did the leaks about the emails. And I don't know which one it was, but he left 419 Sunday morning. 
to go meet with a private, a secret meeting, I guess, with the FBI. He shot several times in the back and killed. He wasn't robbed. He had his cell phone. He had his wallet. Nobody touched that. Then you have another one who wrote books on Clintons for less several decades. And he has said repeatedly on air, broadcast, taped, recorded, that if you ever find me dead is murder, I will not kill myself. I think that was on August 1st. They found him dead and they said it was suicide. Then you have another one who leaked some things about Hillary Clinton, who was close, who was found dead in his bathroom as a girlfriend when she came to the house. So this isn't new. There's 48 people. How many people you know that's connected to you that's been murdered or have, have died mysteriously or nobody could explain it? There's up to 48 people like this. I'm saying this not to say pro or con. What I'm saying is how many people in your life do you connected to? People don't go through life connected that has direct contact with something with this happening. And all under very mysterious circumstances. The DNC, the Democratic National Convention, they removed the head of that because of the scandal we talked about, I think, last week, a week before about, that they had railroaded Bernie Sanders and they rigged the election. They did that for the Democratic Party. Do you think they're not going to steal the election in November? They are going to steal this election because there's a clear definition of who is evil and who is on the side of wanting what good? Maybe not saints on the other, but that we talked about this, where they went to the Republican convention, said, I will vote for Hillary, and everybody was nice to him. The same guy went to the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, said he'd vote for Trump. They attacked him. They spit him. They cursed him. Within 60 seconds, you hear 50 bleeps or so cursing him out. So you see who's violent and who's not. The people on the other side are actually peaceable. Yes, they're for the Second Amendment, they're for things, but there's a clear line of darkness and light. And so if they rig an election in their own party, you cannot tell me, you cannot reason, you cannot lay down any thought of this not stupid and lacking wisdom to say they will not steal this election. They're planning it. Why are the court cases all over the place with judges to allow anybody to go vote? And you can't go anywhere without your driver's license or to show, even you're going to quick mark. You can be 50 years old. Several places will say, show me your driver's license. And you tell me you can do that for voting. They're striking this down all over the place. Well, people should have the right to vote instead of being harassed, asking for their ID. Unbelievable. I tell you, this next election will be stolen because evil has finally hit the peak. They've got it. They've got this nation by the throat, and they are not going to give it up, and they don't care what they have to do to get it. And so plans are already been made to steal this election. How do I know that? Because the enemy, if you know him and you know yourself, you understand how to win. They know us. And you may think you know yourself, but you don't know them if you don't think this is going to happen. 
Answer me the question. They did it against Bernie Sanders. Why would they not do this against the opponent now that's running Trump? Tell me. You explain to me. You can't explain that. If you try to rationalize it away, well, they're not going to do that. Yes, they will do that. If they're blocked from that and they can't be successful in that, and that's why they're making the post closer and closer and closer to make you say, well, it was close. We won't look into it. All of us are lie. Because to know your enemy and know yourself is to understand the enemy. Sun Tzu said, if you know yourself but not your enemy, you lose half your battles. If you know not yourself and not know the enemy, you lose all the battles. And most of the people in Category 3, very few are knowing yourself and knowing the enemy. They will take this election. And I'll tell you the next thing they'll do. If they don't become successful with this, and this is exposed and stopped somehow, which I don't know how we're going to stop it. Assassination is the order of the day. They're not going to let somebody come in there and turn everything upside down. There are going to be more death threats, Secret Service, what they became agents for, for excitement. None of their days is going to be boring. This man that opposes Hillary Clinton will have to die. And it's coming. You think our lady said and warned us 35 years ago a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. That they, murder's not part of that. Our lady said later, a couple of years later, Satan is causing division. He is causing, he's the cause of murder. This is not something far-fetched. It's not conspiracy. Conspiracy is hidden and people planning these things. It's out in the open. We know what they did to the president of the DNC when fired her, justifiably so. Because they had to, not because they wanted to. They had to do that. But the action is that the step they took to rig this thing tells you what they're going to do in November. And so we're in a point now where we have to act. We have to, we have to pray, but we have to get formed. And I tell you, this election, if it goes against the good, I don't see how our nation cannot go through severe, severe difficulties. Either way, we're going to go through difficulties because we're way too far down the path. Just turning around is violent to get the body that's got cancer and cut out your liver or part of it, your lungs and lung transplants, whatever that is, those operations are difficult to go and be healed from. So we got a difficult healing. Our Lady gave us the message here in the field for this nation standing on the ground here in Alabama on Shelby County at our place and said after 20-something years of novenas, praying for the healing of the nation, repeatedly quoting, if my people repent, the whole Bible verse, and Our Lady said, form and make prayer groups through which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation, for the words this nation to come from the lips of Holy Virgin Mary in a physical presence like Jesus did on the Transfiguration is a very profound thing. Do you get that? She said this nation. She didn't say another nation or the nations of the world. Two years before that, she preceded the same apparitions on July 3rd or 4th where she said for the world, this peaceless world, pray for this peaceless world. How's a peaceless world going to be? Converted and changed, and the darkness stopped. 
There's only one nation on the face of the earth that can stop the darkness. This nation, the United States of America, and to have this two-letter combination standing where she stood in the last apparitions on earth in a physical glorified body relayed to Maria with the 30-something years of apparitions, the kind of credibility, the scientific tests, and these are real supernatural manifestations. What else do you want, bishops? What else do you want, laity? What else do you want, non-believers? What else do you want? The healing of this nation. Why is that important to the world? Because we are the only stopgate for darkness. And that's why there's so much pressure of Satan, of hell, and heaven in this election. Not because peace is going to come through the presidents, but an upside-down thing of the people can reverse everything for somebody who's not part of the system. It's more important not being part of the system than being insane up there. And I'm, I'm amazed how dumbed down we are and so many people say, well, I can't vote for either one. You don't understand and you're not observing the signs with the S. The signs that this is it. And you better tell everybody they better get out and vote. Not because that's individual can change everything, Donald Trump, but because we the people have a voice through him. And our voice is the voice of Our Lady to implement what we know has to happen in this nation. The moral return to a, a people that's grateful to the Father, Heavenly Father, that we build the kingdom of love. And that's going to come with the battle within first, and then, as Visca said, that when war is in the heart, it manifests. If we have a battle within for good, that will physically manifest into a battle for good. We're going to see the physical side of this. And people wonder, well, why is there so much separation? Why is so much division? That's the purpose. We've got to be separated now from the wheat, from the chaff, or the garnel. The weeds is growing in with it. This is the moment to divide, to separate, and get away from those in darkness. And that's why we have two opposing sides. It's growing, manifesting into a clash. Do we want war? No, we want peace. But sometimes you have to go to war to get peace. That's the object of every war, a more perfect peace. And you're kidding yourself. You think this is oh, just going to be kumbaya. We can hold hands and we can work with each other. We can no longer work with evil. Anybody for abortion, you can't work with them. Anybody for abominable, perverted, illicit unions with man can't be worked with. If they want to repent, we shall have the compassion. But no compassion when you're trying to mandate this is a normal thing in culture. We fight it with our very lives. And so we have something huge happening, everything we've been praying for. And then we have a lady, former make prayer groups in which we will pray for your healing and the healing of this nation to draw closer to God and to me. We've got that ingredients. And there's no reason that shouldn't be acted upon, and it hasn't been. The shepherds at the bishops' conferences could grab this and make everything work, and they haven't done it. Do they even know about it? Start sending it to them. We want you to implement this, and don't divorce the Our Lady of Medjugorje from it. Don't you dare do that. Better not do it. 
We don't sit there and, well, we believe in some kind of son of God, Jesus, but we don't want to do that. It may offend somebody. No, don't want to offend the Virgin Mary. She said it. She claims it is hers. She's given us the remedy. It's simple, and it will work because it came from her lips. So we finish this with, you do a lot of reflecting. If you're middle on the fence and thinking you don't see what's going on, you don't have discernment. It's very clear from day one when this thing broke out with 16 people running for the Republican Party. And I'm not a Republican. I'm not advocating for them. They're just, they're worse. They're worse than the Democrats. This is not about parties. This is about getting somebody that God can use to change the situation around. And that's not going to work because it can't come through, the individual comes to us. We're the empowering power and it's the power of the people that's doing this. And if they're powered by prayer, it will work. Pray, pray, pray. Act, act, act. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.